Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, hovered on the face of the, of the earth, or the face of the deep, right? Depending on your translation. And God spoke, and what happened? He said, let there be light, and there was light. The Holy Spirit was the creative force that when the Father spoke, the Holy Spirit was hovering and moved, and creative power was released through the Spirit of God. Let me go back to the Scripture here, because I don't know if we quite understand what's going on here. 1 Corinthians 6, uh, 19 and 20, it says, And do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? I'm not my own. Whose am I? So the Holy Spirit, God, the creative force of God, the power of God is in me, And I'm not my own. I belong to Him. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. They belong to Him. The Holy Spirit belongs to Him. My body belongs to Him because I gave my life to Him. Isn't that good? I was bought with a price. I was bought with a price. Do you remember before you were saved about your life back then? I know that when I am not in the zone with God, I can get a little bit irritable and that kind of thing. But when I'm in the center, when I'm in the will of God, when I'm in spending time with Him, my life changes. Anyone ever have a a grumpy friend? Anybody grumpy here tonight? Just point at them. One of the the ways to change our character is to get close to the Holy Spirit. Amen? One of the ways to change our character is to get close to the Holy Spirit. One of the ways to change our character is to get close to the Holy Spirit. I'll give you a secret. One of the ways to change our character... (laughs) You are so smart. Woo! Let me give you another scripture here. This is in Luke 11, 13. It says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? There's a part that is our responsibility and growing in the Holy Spirit we need to ask Him we need to ask Him we need to ask Him let's just do that right now Holy Spirit fill my life let's try that again it says here ask the Father but it's it's all the same but we can do that for the theologians out there Father Fill me with the Holy Spirit. 
Just wait on him for just a moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. He wants to come back to the American church again. Reinhard Bunke, I love watching his videos and reading his books and all that. Uh, except for he always read or wrote these books that were like massive in size. And he was a master storyteller. And uh, I just love his stuff. But Reinhardt, how many people did he win to Christ? What? Millions? What do you think, 10 million? 15? 5 million? What do you think, Jake? 78 million, right? 78 million people to Christ. And he was just an average Joe that grew near to the Holy Spirit. And God began to speak to him and use him. And he won, not a, he didn't win a whole nation to Christ, but he certainly altered, not a nation, the continent of Africa. He altered the, the continent of Africa. 78 million people won to Christ there. And now those people are winning people to Christ, and so on and so on. And Isn't that amazing? And Ron Hart, he grew up in Germany, out in the sticks, in the hillbilly country. Anybody from the hillbilly country? <laughs> In Costa Rica, they call that the, the people of the corn. <laughs> the people of the corn. Hillbillies. We're all very refined here. Um, his family were hillbillies out in the sticks in in eastern Germany up in the forest country and they did not know the Lord they were heathen as heathen can be they didn't know anything and this is Reinhardt's story Reinhardt very famous man very famous minister he was like Billy Graham and uh, it's nice to get the backstory right what happened why how, how did this guy come forward intellect was it just intelligence that could change the hearts of so many people? So his family were out in the sticks, out in the hill country. Didn't know God. I suppose a lot of alcoholism, a lot of other things going on. And uh, his grandfather, this is 18 years before he was born. 18 years. His grandfather contracted some type of disease that left him in pain 24-7. All the people down the way in the village could hear him scream day and night. And then it would ease up, and then it would come upon him again, and then it would ease up, and then it would come upon him again. But everybody knew him as the screamer. He would scream in pain. And this would go on day after day after day after day. Pain is horrible. Anybody here ever experienced pain? And they took him to doctors. They didn't have any money. They checked him over. They couldn't find out. They couldn't figure out what was going on. Day after day, they couldn't figure it out. And one day... 
an American missionary, Louis Graff, a man that grew up in Germany. He raised some money, he went to America, he got saved, he encountered the Holy Spirit in some of the revivals in America. He went from religion to being on fire for Christ. You think there's a difference? He left religion, went to the States, encountered the Holy Spirit in some of these revivals. And he began to minister here uh, through his whole life. And then when he was an elderly man, when other people retire and do nothing, Louis Graff said, I must go back to my homeland. Just think if he wouldn't have. Just think if he said, I'm just going to retire and I'm going to make, you know, cutouts of Tweety Birds and sell them to my neighbors and, you know, make my fortune. Louis Graff, old man, says, I must go back to my country. Spoke with a German accent, of course, learned English. He goes back to Germany, goes up in the, in the wilderness area of Germany, gets lost in the woods. Days he's traveling to preach the gospel, and he's completely lost. He stumbles into a little village of these uh, people of the corn. And he sees a man, and he walks out, and, and uh, people start coming out to see who this wild-looking man that's lived in the woods for several days, who this man is. Louis Graff. You ever hear of him? What a fiery man. But he didn't just encounter religion. He encountered the Lord. And then he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and God changed his whole life. Instead of retiring, he pioneers back to the hills of Germany, stumbles into the village, and uh, they, they say, what are you doing here? Are you lost? He says, I am lost, but God sent me here. I'm going to try to use Reinhardt's uh, accent. God sent me here. And you ever see Reinhardt preach? He's so exciting, you know. God sent me here. To tell you about Jesus. And they're looking at him. They go, who is Jesus? And he says, I'll tell you what. He says, bring me to a sick man. And I'll tell you about Jesus. And they said, there's a man that cries out day and night in pain. And he's been doing it for years. And there's no hope for him. There is no hope for the man. He says, bring me to that man. See, this is, this is different when you've encountered the Holy Spirit to that level. We walk in fear many times, but when you're, when you're baptized, not dripped upon, but when you're baptized in the Spirit, there is a boldness that overcomes you. Say amen. amen. Bring me to that man. And they say, okay. We don't know why you want to go see him, but we're going to bring you there. So they bring him in, and here's this man screaming in pain. Nobody can touch him. Every time he moves on his bed, he reels in pain. 
And he looks at the man, and now he has a crowd there, and he begins to share his testimony, and he begins to share the message of Jesus Christ. And you can feel the anointing begin to fill the room. And as he finishes the, his gospel message, he knows it's time to display the gospel message. See the difference? An intellectual gospel is great, but when we know the Holy Spirit, we have a boldness on us to minister the gospel. Amen? There's a big difference. They recorded this in history. They have it written down in detail. Lewis Graff grabbed the man by the hand. And at the second that he took the man by the hand, they said an electrical charge went through Lewis into the man. He shot out of the bed and began to cry and receive Christ. He was completely healed. No one could help him but an old man walking through the woods, stumbling upon a village, filled with the Holy Spirit and a passion for Christ, touches him on the hand, he flies out of bed, he's completely healed, and he's delivered, and he gives his heart to Christ. That was Reinhardt's grandfather. Then, his children get saved, but they know their history isn't in just religion. Their history is how God sent a man to heal his grandfather, and the manifest presence of, the, of God touched him, changed his life, and he, that man was on fire in his village, and from there, his kids got saved, and finally Reinhardt comes 18 years later, and God uses him like a fiery flame around the world. One of the things Reinhardt began to say before he died is he was in the States. He became an American citizen years later. And he said, just like God spoke to me and said that Africa will be saved. God spoke to him and said, Africa will be saved. And he went and he set up crusades in very hard areas that people said, this is a Muslim area, this is a heathen area, it's very dangerous, don't go there, go to the big cities, go here, go there, go to the safe areas. But he went where God told him to go and people came out in the tens of thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands. In one, I think it was in Kenya, he had a million people in the audience listening to the gospel because of one man who his father was saved, his grandfather was healed and delivered by a man that was older, that thought life was over and thought no way. I'm going back to my homeland, and I'm going to see God win my home community. Isn't that good? How old is too old? How old is too young to change our community? Amen? Doesn't that just kind of fuel something in you? Lewis Graff, what a powerful thing. I want to give you another scripture. 
John 16, 12 through 15. This is from Jesus Christ himself. If you look in your Bibles, it might be in red there. It says, in verse 12, it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Isn't that something, how God wants to reveal his secrets to us, but they weren't at any place to, to hear them? I don't want to miss out on things because I'm not ready. Amen? I remember Paul went into a community and he said, I wanted to give you steak, but I had to give you milk. I don't want to be a milk church. I don't want to have a milk cell group. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come... He will guide you into all truth. Say all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever he, he hears, He will speak. And He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me. See, when people say that they, uh, they heard from the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit told them to do something, what's going to happen when they are obedient? It's going to glorify Jesus. That's a good litmus test, right? It will glor he will glorify me. Some people say, well, God told me this, 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 but it's, it glorifies only themselves. But it, it has to glorify Christ. Amen? He will glorify me. For He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So God wants to release the Holy Spirit in a fresh way to open up revelation, amen, to teach us, to stretch us, to teach us, to stretch us. Do you think that the Holy Spirit can do practical things in our life? What are some practical things that he might do? Help you what? Help you fix something. Can the Holy Spirit help you in business? Find your keys? You know that I was... Remember, what was it on Easter that I gave those stories? What a fun Easter message. I've had so many testimonies come back now. There's a guy that lives in the cities. He comes here once in a while. His name is Sean. And he heard that message, and he thought, wow. He was out hunting, and uh, he, um, let's see, he wasn't hunting. He was out hiking. He must have been hunting. Huh? Did you hear this? Sean did? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is okay. I have the story now. So, Sean is out with his crossbow. It was during bow hunting season. And he fell down a ravine, slid down, fell over, and he lost, uh, I think, three of his arrows. And he couldn't find him. So, he heard that message and he went back to that area. And he would just want to take a hike. And he's out there, kind of in the same ravine area that he slid down. 
and he's standing there and he said, God, I heard those stories of Bobby Connor and this guy and that guy and from that message and, and uh, God, I want my arrows back. And then he thought, oh, this is embarrassing, you know, or something. And like, but I know God can do it. And when he turned, his feet hit a stick. And he looked down, and it was his arrows. You can't make this stuff up. So the Holy Spirit is so important in our life. Wouldn't you agree? He can lead us. He can guide us. He brings life to our walk with God. He brings life. The Spirit-filled life is the greatest life in the world. If you've never encountered the Holy Spirit, um, get hungry. Call out to Him. Uh, let, me, let me hit a few more scriptures here, and then I need to make a couple points. Galatians 5, 16, and 18. This is in the Passion. I like to use a lot of different translations. Um, Galatians 5, 16, and 18. You guys getting anything out of this? I want to cultivate a hunger to go further, to seek the Lord. Amen? Seek me and you'll find me, right? Seek me and you'll find me. Galatians 5, 16, and 18. 16, it says, As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. See, we have to yield. We have to yield. We have to yield. Sometimes we have to stir ourselves up in the Holy Spirit. We don't want to. We feel carnal. We feel dry. We feel cranky. We feel out of the zone with God. Well, just stop and talk to yourself. Say, self, stop it. You need the Holy Ghost. It's much better than this crankiness. Amen? I dare you to say that prayer. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. So, one of the cures to lust or other things is to get close to the Holy Spirit. Another scripture says, if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the cravings of, the, of, of your flesh. Isn't that good? Maybe you're ornery lately. Get close to the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're filled with fear lately. Get close to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Maybe there's some marital issues. Get close to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Maybe you're not doing a good job at work. Get close to the Holy Spirit. I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit saved my neck at work. Anybody uh, have the same testimony? Amen. You know, you're in a hurry to get home, especially when we're raising kids, you're getting everything, and take off, go to work, and the Lord says, you left those papers on your desk. Turn around, go back. You know, and if you didn't have them uh, for the contracts later, you would have gotten in big trouble. But things like that happen all the time through the Holy Spirit. Just say amen. amen. Here's another one, great thing as you're raising kids is uh, the Holy Spirit will tell on your children. How many parents have ever encountered that where the Lord said, 
your kids are doing something they shouldn't do, right? My grandfather, he used to have a dream uh, where he'd go to bed at night. He had, a, a, I think, five kids. He'd go to bed at night, and he would fall asleep, and he'd have a, a dream. He had this many, many, many times in his life when he was raising his kids, and it was a ship in a storm, and it was a violent storm. And when he had that, he'd wake up in the middle of the night, and the Lord would tell him, go pray, and he would name one of the children. So he'd go, and he'd just sit, he'd just pray and pray and pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, he'd feel the peace of God, and then he'd just go back to bed. Well, the next day, one of his kids would come up and say, hey, I snuck out last night, and I'm feeling pretty guilty, and, and he'd pray with them or whatever. See, the Holy Spirit can help us parent. Amen? There was a, a, a famous minister that was, uh, he was way too busy. He was, he was kind of getting a little bit grumpy with his kids at times. And he kind of pushed his oldest son away. And here he is serving the Lord. He's traveling and God is moving powerfully. Wonderful things are happening. But he notices his son won't do anything with him anymore. He comes home and his son just leaves, goes to a friend's house. He asks him to go fishing. No, I'd rather not, Dad. He was irritated with his dad. So he starts preaching to him all the time, leaving scriptures on his, on his uh, dash of his car and, and always preaching at him, preaching at him, preaching at him. And he thought it was helping and it was pushing him away. You know, sometimes that's not the strategy towards a child or a friend. Finally, he's like, Lord, he gets away, takes, and he goes for a long walk, if I remember right, and he begins to call out on the Lord, and he says, God, I'm making a mess out of my family. I don't know what to do. He said, I travel all over. I preach your word. I've studied my whole life, and I cannot even figure out my own children. What am I supposed to do? And the Lord spoke to him at that moment. He said, it was, it was just one of those times where the Holy Spirit hit him so strong, and he said, if you would stop preaching to him and just, uh, he said, and just bathe him in love, he'll break in no time at all. So he went home. Next time he seen him, he just uh, loved on his son. He didn't ask him to do anything. He just complimented him, asked him how his school was doing, loved on him. And next day, he just loved on him. Next day, he just loved on him. Next day, he just loved on him. Next day, he loved on him. About two weeks later, his son came to him and said, Dad, I'd really like to start doing things again. See, the Holy Spirit gives us the key to the heart. I like the scripture that it says, the Holy Spirit, it's, it's talking about the Holy Spirit or the gift of prophecy there, and it says, revealing the secrets of a person's heart, they'll fall down and say, surely God is amongst you. Did you know that God can reveal the secrets of people's hearts to you? And it'll, it'll cause people's heart to be filled with faith and they'll come to Christ. We need the Holy Spirit. How many have ever experienced that? I remember one time I was in the airport. I think it was in Houston or one of the airports. And here's, here's a, a Holy Spirit story. So I go to the bookstore. I used to take books with me all the time on these business trips. And I'm, in the, and I'm looking for a good marketing book or something, and, and the Holy Spirit says, I see a book by Bill Bright. 
And the Holy Spirit says, I want you to buy that. I look at it, and it says it's something like, A Beginner's Guide to Knowing Jesus. But it had a cool design on it because it was for college age. And I thought, Lord, I don't want to read that. And the Lord said, Hey, buy that book. I thought, Oh, man. So I bought it, and I think I bought another book, and, and I paid for it, and then I put it in my backpack. It's always cheaper if you just put it in your backpack, but I paid for it, then put it in my backpack. <laughs> and so uh, I, I'm down there in Houston or somewhere, and I'm in this airport, and I come off my plane, and I'm kind of tired, and, and uh, uh, a young soldier walks by me. There he goes. And the Lord said to me, give him your book. I said, give him my book. I just bought that book. You said to buy it, to read it, I thought, and now you want me to give it? You know, I'm arguing with God in the airport. I said, all right. So I dig in my bag, and I find that book, and I hear Bill Bright, and I zip up everything, and I throw it over my shoulder, and I turn around, and he's gone. See, don't, don't waste time. Do quick obedience, amen? I can't find him. So I go all the way. This is like... Ten seconds. I go up the corridor. I can't find him. I go wait outside the bathroom. I'm the creepy guy. And I'm waiting a long time, and I thought, this isn't humanly possible. There's no way he's in there, you know. So I, I go up in the restaurant area there, and I come back, and, and now I'm like sweating like I'm insane. And I, I go back in that whole area again, and, and I said, God, I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I don't know what to do. And I turned and I looked. And this is when they had the phone booths. And there he is talking to someone. And I thought, you sneaky guy. <laughs> so there I am. I'm waiting for a long time. He finally gets off. The, and I'm thinking, man, my flight's going to be up in a, just a few minutes. And uh, so I thought, I better get down to my gate. And as soon as I did, the Lord said, you better just stand and do what I told you to, told you to do. So I thought, I lost him once. I ain't going to lose him twice. So... He finally hangs up the phone, he stands up, he turns around, and I'm standing there. I said, hi. <laughs> he goes, hi. And uh, I said, uh, I know this is a little awkward, but I said, when you got off the plane, I said, you walked in front of me and the Holy Spirit told me that I'm to give you this book. And uh, if it sounds weird, I said, I'm sorry, but I said, I have to be obedient. And he looked at it, and he goes, oh, he goes, all right, I'll take it. He said, I've got an aunt that prays for me all the time, and she's always after me to give my heart to Jesus. <laughs> he said, I've got a long flight. He was going overseas, and he said, I'll take it. And he said, I think I'll pound through this on the way. Come on. I think I'll pound through this on the way. Buy this book. It wasn't for me. The Holy Spirit is so wise that days before I go on the trip, He tells me to buy a book, put it in my backpack, go on a flight, get off the plane, a man strategically walks in front of me, and I lose him. So he can, I didn't win him to Christ. I think his aunt did that. She plowed the ground. 
But he had me give him the guide on how to do it. Isn't that good? And it was a college-age book that looked cool that walked you down the path to know Christ. You can't put that stuff together. The Holy Spirit. So the Bible says that we, when we came to Christ, we have an anointing on our life. And then when we encounter the Holy Spirit, when we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit in us. Amen? We have Him in us. The Bible says the seed of God, it takes root in us, takes, it, it births in us. We're born again by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And Jesus, when He was baptized, He came up out of the water. And it, and it says that the Holy Spirit ascended, descended on Him, descended like a dove. It wasn't a dove, it was the Holy Spirit. He saw in the Spirit, there it was, the Holy Spirit came upon Him. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that it's, it's, uh, it's like a covering of power. The Holy Spirit in me at salvation, the Holy Spirit in me for you, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit in me for me to grow in the Lord, to change my character, to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? But when I encounter that second work of the Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, it is the outside. I am endued, I am covered with power. Power fills my life, not for me, but for you. Power fills my life, not for me, but for the people at Culver's. Amen? Power not for me, but for the people at Walmart that God wants to give a word to or wants you to just share your faith to. You know, the Bible says that Peter... When he was baptized with the Spirit, it said that he was filled with the boldness to witness. Let's take, you, know, you ever use a tire gauge? Put it on there and you go, it's oh, pretty low. I can make it another day. <laughs> Do you have boldness to witness? If you don't, you need more of the Holy Spirit. If you spend time with the Holy Spirit, and you ask Him to refill you, you'll begin to feel boldness to witness. Just say amen. amen. Oh, this is a good word. Just ask me. I like this. Billy Graham said this. Only God can give us a selfless love for others as the Holy Spirit changes us from within. We need it moving within but we also need it moving without. Say amen. amen. <clears throat> All right. Here's the key. Jesus said, go and tarry until you are filled with power from on high. It wasn't five minutes. It wasn't ten minutes. They had to stay and wait until they were refreshed until they were filled with the power of the Spirit. We say filled, but the power of God encompassed them. Amen? And sometimes when we've encountered the Holy Spirit in our life and we've had those, those times that we're just like moving in the glory of God, the power is so strong. That's awesome. But when it wanes, uh, we have to follow Jesus' advice again and go back and seek Him out again until He begins to fill your life full of power again. Amen? Uh, I like what Kevin Dedman used to say. He'd say, you need a refilling because we all leak. 
People are like, well, I encountered the Holy Spirit. It's like saying I had a glass of water and it's supposed to last me the rest of my life. To drink, to drink. We were, I remember David Hogan uh, years ago, uh, uh, he, he would take um, and he'd pretend to have buckets. I seen him preparing to minister and he'd take like a bucket of water and he'd pour it over him. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm getting drenched in the Holy Spirit. I thought, you look goofy. <laughs> but he ministered that night, and the power of the Spirit was on display, and hundreds and hundreds of people were on the floor under the power of the Spirit. People got saved, people got healed, people got delivered. You can call it crazy, but we witnessed an outpouring of the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. I know, we need to close. We need to go to Culver's. They should give us like a, you know, kickback. John 15, 26. We're going to close. John 15, 26. It says this, But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. And he will come to you from the Father and will testify about me. We need to see our friends one to Christ. We need to see our families one to Christ. You know that we don't have the tools on our own. We can intellectually try to stir someone. We can try to give them a bunch of facts. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you begin to share the gospel, there is such conviction coming off of your life that their heart is gripped and they know that they need to know Christ. Amen. You guys okay? So the Lord was showing me this before I came up here, and then we'll close in prayer. The anointing is God's... Let me, let me give you this as I do this. The anointing, God's presence is His glory. Say His glory. God's presence, during worship we felt His presence. His presence is His glory. God's anointing is His power. God's anointing is His what? The glory is what imparts power. You can't have power without glory. Where do you get glory? From being in His presence. We need to be in His presence. And we'll begin to accumulate, we'll begin to grow in the dunamis power of God. And it doesn't matter if you're rich, you're poor, your ethnic background, it doesn't matter. If you're hungry, you'll be filled. Amen? So this is what the Lord showed me, and I'm just going to do this, and we're going to close. This is religion. And then we think we're filled, you know, we think we've, we've got it all. I felt it. I felt the goosebump. You ever been there? That's good. And the Lord said to do this, so I thought I'd better get a plate. He said, this is what I want to do. So I want you to stand up.
Let's just call out to him for just a moment. It's 8.30. If you're finished, you can leave. But I just want to call out to him for just a minute. Sometimes people are done before I am. You guys okay? Can we do this? He really does. He wants to pour it out. COVID got in the way of some great moves. And I remember I was praying and I said, God, what are you trying to do? He said, we got COVID here. It's in the way. We were having that blanket presence of God in our meetings and all that. I said, Lord, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? He said, I never changed my mind. He said, I never changed my mind. If we're hungry, you'll get more. I heard Bill Johnson say this, God will give you what you need, but you'll have to go after the more. He'll give you what you need, but you'll have to go after the more. God, we ask you for more tonight. Lord, we thank you for blessed homes. We thank you for blessed communities. We thank you for good jobs. We thank you for those things. But God, I'm asking for you to wreck us tonight. I'm asking that you would make us very hungry and we would live on a whole nother level, God. That we would go past the drips and get back into the fountain of the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Just call out to Him. Just call out to Him. Just call out to Him. Just call out to This is between you and I, uh, you and Him. This has nothing to do with me. This is you saying, I want those. Like when Jesus turned the water into wine, He said, go and fill those seven pots. It was in the action of getting those, having them filled that the miracle began to happen. God asks that you'd fill us. Fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us, Lord. I ask that you'd fill us with a fresh anointing, a fresh touch. Yes, life can change. Life, you can experience Him again. I just felt that in the room. You're like, no, I, I, I can't go any further. I'm setting a mold. And the Lord wants to destroy that mold. He wants to speak to you fresh again. He wants to bring you up further in the Holy Spirit. There are gifts that have been locked up in your life for far too long. When you were a child, you heard from the Holy Spirit. And God wants to open up the flow of the Spirit of God, of God again in your life. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just call out to Him again. Just one more minute. Just one more minute. Just one more minute. Come on. Just one more minute. Just one more minute. Lord, I don't want to mess up anything. I want to, I want to make sure that we encounter you tonight. Now, if you want to, I want you to, if you want to participate in this, I want you to find somebody next to you and pray for them that they have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Find someone next to you. If they don't want to pray, that's fine. But if you want prayer, just say, yes, pray for me. 
And let's pray for a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Just go after that. Just break off anything. Father, we break off heaviness. We break off the demonic attacks, Lord God. Bill, come up here. Pray with these guys. Can't be back there alone. Pray with them. Let them whack you, you whack them. Come on. Jesus. 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 Just call out to him. We break off that hardness of heart. We break off those things tonight. We command any demonic barrier to be broken in the name of Jesus. Father, we call upon you, Lord, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. You said, Lord, that evil people can even give good gifts to their kids. How much more if we ask the Father for the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. All right. 20 more seconds. Just go for it. 20 more seconds. 20 more seconds. Come on. Fan the flame. Fan that flame again. That's it. Lord, I pray you release the gifts of the Spirit. I pray that you release the gift of prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the uh, gift of miracles, gift of faith. Tongues, interpretation of tongues. All the gifts, Lord. Not for us, but for the world around us. And to give glory to Christ. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. All right, I know I need to close. I'd like the ministry team to come up here, whoever was on that for tonight. And uh, there's some people here that need breakthrough. And we're going to dismiss in prayer. But there's some people that need breakthrough. I can feel it in my heart. There's some people that need breakthrough. It's been too long since you felt His presence. And if you let somebody pray for you tonight, I think you're going to get some breakthrough. Amen? Otherwise, just grab a hold of somebody next to you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Wow. You ever have like an impression from the Lord? I've seen some people like praying for people in Walmart, just, just like that. How about Culver's? Let's keep picking on them. Just say in your heart, say, Lord, I believe you can use me. Watch what happens. He's going to give you that thought. And uh, if you step out, he'll give you more. Amen? All right. Father, I just pray you touch the people. I ask that you, Lord God, instead of just a drip that religion gives, I ask for that fountain from the Holy Spirit to flow strong again. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. God bless you guys. Go change the world. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.